Dumelang. Good day and welcome to African Women Arise. It's great to have you on board as we continue looking at this um, conversation around resilience. And today we'll be looking at it from a slightly different angle, from Hebrews. Uh, from the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, uh, verse 7 uh, to verse 19. And it really talks about what we need to be aware of as we look uh, to build uh, our resilience muscles. Uh, because resilience is not just a passive thing, you know, it's very active. And so I'm going to read from verse 7. And it will be helpful for you to have the passage open. If you don't, guess what? You have my voice. So don't worry. I'll start reading from verse 7. So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Verse 12, see to it brothers and sisters that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who obeyed? So we, that, so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. I'd like to make five very quick statements on this passage. Firstly, um, there is something here that is being said about resilience as always finding your way back to God. That is what resilience is about. We can define it in many different ways and many self-help books and exclusive books will give us many helpful uh, definitions that we can use. But I think as Christians, we do need to be set apart in understanding that resilience is not about coming back to yourself ultimately. It is about coming back to God. And so in this passage, it's amazing that God kind of lays it down, right? He says, I know some of you will go astray. I know some of you will choose another path that is apart from me. I know some of you will harden your hearts against me. I know some of you Uh, will sin against me but today if you hear his voice hey if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts come back to me and this is love dear friends hey this is love when God says I know you will 
disown me and go far away from me. But today, I am ready and waiting and I am delighting in you coming back to me. And so that's the first point, that resilience for a Christian always means coming back to the Lord first and foremost. And then it can mean uh, many other things. And then secondly, it means that wherever and how, how much, however far we have gone from the Lord, we are always in a position where the loving Lord, the Lord who delights in us is waiting for us to come back. And that's why he gives this warning that today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And then the third point is around, can you see God's concern for our hearts? God is not concerned about, you know, the the kind of the intellectual uh, side of our faith necessarily. The intellectual pay, plays a huge role because it directs our heart. But he's saying he wants our hearts. He wants our souls. And that's why he encourages us, come back, because he knows that our hearts and our souls are only satisfied truly in him. He knows that our hearts and our souls are always thirsting and finding uh, their true fulfillment in him. And he knows that our hearts and our souls, if we go take them anywhere else, right? If we take them anywhere else, whether it be work, whether it be uh, riches, uh, whether it be uh, fame and reputation, our souls may be satisfied in the short term, but true and lasting satisfaction comes from going back to the Lord. And our hearts, funny enough, will not betray us. <laughs> it's almost like there's a magnetic pull. They are wired, you know, they're programmed to go back to the Lord. And so I want to encourage you in that way and say, the third thing is God is concerned about your heart. He's concerned about your soul. And he's so concerned that he does not focus on other areas of our lives, but he focuses there, there where it matters. And then another thing I'd like us to see in this passage is verse 16 uh, talks about who were they who heard and rebelled. So who were they who hardened their hearts against God? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not those who, who disobeyed? So God is saying here, I'm aware that interestingly enough, those who harden their hearts, we would think it's maybe people who don't know the Lord, people who uh, have not put their faith in the Lord. No, this passage is saying it's those who are inside the body of Christ. It's those who have put their faith in the in the Lord. They are the ones who harden their hearts. It's us Christians. It's us followers of Christ. We are the ones who harden our hearts. And so there is so much perception here, hey, 
that we are not immune from our hearts becoming hardened even after our salvation. In fact, we need to be careful that we do not that we do not have an unbelieving spirit, especially after we've fallen and we're trying to find our way in this world and we are pulled to other answers other than Christ. We need to be careful that we don't grow an unbelieving spirit that leads us away from, from the Lord. This passage is talking to directly me and you, right? It's addressed to Christian believers. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God's love means that he gives us a clear amber before the red robot. (laughs) He gives us a clear orange before the red light goes on. And then I'd like us to, at the fifth point, just note that the hardening of our hearts, you know, it happens to us and maybe we are aware but in most of the time we are not even aware of it and part of the resilience part of the the being able like dorothy said on the other podcast to bounce back part of the ability to uh, be able to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and stand up and stand firm and steadfast is saying that I have a hard heart or it is saying I don't want to have a hard heart and therefore I will remain in the Lord and that's how I'm going to remain resilient. I'm going to remain in the one who can keep my heart soft, right? And so I want to encourage you today that resilience means coming back to the Lord first and foremost coming back to the Lord and coming back to the Lord means coming back to his word because it's only his word that can soften our hearts and stop them from becoming hard in the first place. If we look on forward to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of what? The heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before His, before the eyes of of him to whom we must give account. And so, dear sister, I want to encourage you and say, resilience means first and foremost, coming back to the Lord so that he will take our hard hearts, soften them through his word. Galile Bocha, and I hope to see you again tomorrow. <music>